plate, I'ma swing for the fence Throw me the lob, I'ma dunk it like Vince They think I'm from sack with the way that I'm ballin' I feel like a king, but I'm fresher than Prince Baltimore raised and fly like a raven Made it through mazes, that shit amazing Vision so clear, they thought I got lacing Cradle to grave, we poundin' that pavement Made up my mind, told them pass me the rock with the game on the line I'm taking a shot, shit all of my life had to play from behind And now they just watch, like is he gon' stop? I tell them I can't They think it's a game, they take me for joke, I just laugh to the bank Hey everybody, welcome back to a special, when I say special, I mean special episode with a cast of characters that we have not had on in quite some time. Today's uh, lineup is a, is a group that is specially assembled for the Royal Rumble. We know it's a WrestleMania season officially, and we're going to introduce everybody in. So it's your boy R3. We got my boy Paris from Be More. We got my homegirl Kiana, a New Yorker by way of Maryland. Yo. Yo, yo, we got Miss Deborah Oxtail. Hey, everyone. Happy we, New Year. Happy New Year to you as well. We got Mr. G Mari from Chicago. <laughs> I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to make money. Ooh, and we got the world famous, the co-host with the most, one of my favorite people on two feet and most talented musicians in the world, Mr. Ellie Kwan. I'm here to make money and friends. Ooh, I love it. I'm more of an American story than you are. <laughs> Folks, it has been an explosive <laughs> week for the pro wrestling world. Would you guys agree with that? Definitely agree. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I have. Yeah. I started the episode thinking, man, will I have enough to talk about today? Just the Royal Rumble? But when we compute Raw yesterday with the great promo work and the news that we will talk about shortly. And then our predictions, we have an action packed show. So of course I had to assemble the Avengers um, rebooted. Um, so I'm excited to have all people that are truly respect and appreciate their fandom. So let's start with number one, because we're going to start with the news from last night, a great raw, in my opinion, um, some great, interesting things. Um, but specifically, I really want to hone on the promo between Cody and C. M Punk. And also we had South Rollins news. I'm going to let uh, the ladies go first. Obviously, we love the ladies, especially our melanated ladies. My inner Dr. Umar is coming out. Um, but uh, <laughs> 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 but uh, <laughs> uh, no snow bunnies today. But uh, one way we will have uh, maybe a sister from another mister on possibly. Um, but anyway, talk about the promo between Cody and CM Punk. Good or not, uh, Deborah Oxtail first, then Miss Kiana Coleman. I mean, I love it, you know, especially since they both came out of AEW for different reasons. And, um, you know, I'm always going to be team CM Punk. Um, 
And, you know, I'm, I'm, a, fa- I'm a fan. So I'm going to see how this thing plays out as far as Cody's story being finished and what role CM Punk um, plays in it. So I'm, I'm, I'm very intrigued. Love it. Kiana. Yeah. Um, I'm very intrigued as well. I thought it was a really, really good promo, but CM Punk in general, he, he just gives really, really good promo and, it's just so entertaining and just like very engaging and the Cody just flowed really well with one another and they just made it they I feel like they made Royal Rumble more like even more exciting because at the end when they were just like face to face like you could see you could see like the the, the tension like okay I'm not I want to one up you and stuff so it it was it was a really really good promo it was as if COVID restrictions didn't exist the way they were nose to nose, right? <laughs> All right. I'm going I'm I'm to let... Uh, Eloquent, you're going to be last because me and you are co-hosts all the time. They hear us all the time, and obviously, we, we love you. But I just want to give the guest, but then we'll let you have the floor as well. I'm going to go Jamari because I haven't heard you in literally 50 years, dude. Your thoughts, sir? First of all, it's been a while. Grateful yes, to be here once again. Yes, sir. Um, my two is going at it. This is the thing I like about it. When it's real, when it's authentic, and you can feel that, that's what creates drama, that's what creates tickets, and that's what creates money. And that promo was money from two bona fide superstars. I'm not, you know what I'm going to say. How do you fumble Cody Rhodes and CM Punk in another company? (laughs) I'm not going to say the other company, but how do you fumble that? Yeah, You have multiple opportunities, and now they are the two biggest stars in the world going into the potentially the biggest Royal Rumble of all time. Wow. Love that. Mr. Paris. Hello. Yes, sir. Can you hear me, guys? Yes. Yeah. So, yes, I mean, for me, uh, ooh, I would definitely have to say uh, I'm going to go Cody. He, they sold it. They sold that thing last night. They really came out and you really felt it. Um, the one thing I did feel like the crowd was getting a little, you know, kind of getting a little dry, you know, as far as like, you know, when they were, they, they were just talking, but, you know, the mentioning of his, his dad and finishing the story and all that stuff like that, that was the heavy stuff that we, I think as fans, we look for and we need it. So, I mean, I, I think, you know, they, they, they won the spotlight last night. I, I really do. I love that Paris. Mr. Eloquent, your thoughts, sir. Yeah, that was um, definitely the highlight of the of the whole show. Um, and then you have legitimately like the two best talkers in the company, maybe the two best talkers in pro wrestling, um, going going back at it. Um, personally, I I kind of thought that Cody won the uh, won the exchange, but uh, but I mean, no one no one really won or lost per se, apart from apart from fans. Um, but that was just a master class and um in selling the pay per view. I mean, I think compared to um Royal the past Royal Rumbles and in general, I think that's sort of one of their easier pay per views to sell at, you know, for most for most people I think that's sort of like their favorite event of the year. Um, but I thought they've done an especially good job this year of of making me care and and, you know, and it's not like some years where, you know, there's kind of one very obvious person who's kind of shooting to, to win it or at least expected to win it. 
you know, there is, um, and it's good they saved this promo for last, you know, I think, I mean, I don't know who the dead-end favorite is, but, you know, you can see a scenario where CM Punk wins, you can see a scenario where Cody wins, um, I mean, there's even some scenarios where some other guys could, uh, could, could walk in and, and steal it. Um, so, and the coupled with, um, you know, Seth Rollins' unfortunate injury, um, you know, now I'm, I'm not a hundred percent certain where they're going to go. So, you know, as a fan, you always like, you always like things to not be, you know, super obvious and, and see it a mile coming. So not kudos to them. Yeah, my uh, two cents are I love the nuances of the promo, specifically when they uh, when Cody walked away and CM Punk grabbed his arm, that little nuance of how dare you talk Come here, boy, who are you talking to like that? And then the stare down. Um, hopefully, hopefully they both took some um, some Altoids before they did that. But um, <laughs> just that little nuance, because I was like, oh, I felt it. Like at first, I was like, yeah, it's a wrestling promo. Yeah, it's it's some, it's kind of you could kind of feel like it's some realist realism to it. But when he pulled his arm and he looked and he and he and he kind of, I was like, oh, okay, we tapping into a little some other uh, emotions and those nuances are really can uh, especially as fans like we are we've been all of us cumulatively have been fans over 20 plus years all of us have been watching wrestling for more than 20 years at this point and so to really get us going and to really get us fired up it is a little bit more extra work to do because we've seen a lot and i think that added nuance was really unique and interesting additionally um another thing that stood out to me was um drew mcintyre consistently i love this new drew i'm just a fan i would love to get and we're going to again do this older thing again um, so, so no doubt we will say the promo was successful, got us excited. The story is interesting. We don't know where it's going to go. And pro wrestling is always best when you just don't know who could win. Um, or there's a case for each one of them, right? Let's talk about Drew Mack, um, his new presentation. I think maybe you got his logo new or something. I'm not sure if I've seen that logo before, but there's darker, more sinister, more, uh, aggressive Drew that's been um, percolating over the last couple of months, um, Dad, what do you think about this new Drew? Are you a fan of him, or he's kind of not, it's not hitting? I love it. I love it, this new uh, character arc for Drew. I think he was kind of floundering on it. But now he has, like, he's like this hungry, you know, Drew. He's making strange alliances with um, that whole crew, Judgment Day, and that went left. And he's on a war path, and he's taking no prisoners, and I love it, and I want to see how it it, it develops. Love it, Miss Kiana. Yeah, same here. It's it's so it's very very uh, interesting, and I just I I overall like Drew McIntyre. Um, I think that he's a, a good wrestler, and always felt like his matches were always um, entertaining, but. I I'm enjoying it so far. I mean, the match between him and Damian Priest uh, last night was 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 a lot of fun. I mean, our two being involved made it even more entertaining. But like in general, like his feet is like to take no prisoners type of type of thing. Yeah, love that, Jamari. His so his new character arc once again, basing everything off of realism. I like that. 
But hear me out. Drew needs to start basically blaming himself for his mistakes, right? Mm-hmm. He can't blame other people. Yes, it's over what happened at Clash of the Castle. But in the last time that he had a World Championship match, you have to have wing awareness, my boy. That wasn't Damien's fault. So some of his anger is placed in the wrong place, but he just can't get the job done. Love it. Love it. Mr. Paris. So for me, I'm going to be honest with you. The whole Drew McIntyre thing, it was it was cool. But all I'm going to say is, our truth steals the show every time, man. Yeah. Yeah, every time he steps money. in the spotlight, mm-hmm. <laughs> every time he steps in the spotlight, it, I don't. I mean, yes, Drew McIntyre. We know the whole story. It goes on and on and on and on and everything like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the way they use our truth to me is just beautiful. It's masterful. Just him just being able, him just to be able to cut in whenever he wants <laughs> and make the bit better. Yeah, that's what the WWE needs, and it and it makes things a lot more cooler because you're using someone who who knows how to talk on the mic, who knows how to capture the crowd, who knows how to steal the show to make things to heighten the the intensity of the match, of the promo, of whatever it is. It it was beautiful, man. Love it. Thank you, Mr. Paris. Mr. Eloquent? Um, I'm uh, I'm personally a big, big fan of... uh, of this version of, uh, of Drew's character. Um, you know, and we, we talked about it briefly, um, maybe off air, but, um, you know, I always feel like the best person characters are the ones that, you know, are rooted a little bit in reality and, and have like legitimate qualms. So, so yeah, you can say that, the that, you know, like, come on, Drew, you can't blame everyone else for, you know, for some of the elves and clash at the, uh, at the castle and so forth, but you know, in you know, in his in his truth or his reality, yeah, he did legitimately get screwed at, at that, and and he feels a type of way about losing the Rollins, and he feels a type of way about some of his other losses, and you know, it, it's made him it's made him bitter, um, which. You know, I've always I've always thought as it was a as a fascinating wrestling character, um, and but I mean, but at the end of it, I mean, you know, this is a main a main event caliber guy, and you know, and it's it's easy to see him sort of break through again. Um, it sucks that his one, you know, his one moment and his one title reign was, you know, during the the during the pandemic in front of nobody. Um, so on one level, you can kind of, you can kind of feel for him. Like even when he does win, he kind of loses. Um, you know, like I, I think there's a lot of potential there and, um, you know, we'll see what he does WrestleMania season, but you know, he had a promo with punk a few weeks ago. I'm, I'm excited for, for them to run that back. Oh yeah. Um, there's a number of people that, that he can get in the ring with that I'm excited from them to, to run back. Um, yeah, no, all, all in all, they've, they've done a really, really good job with him. And hopefully, especially now that, um, WWE has got this new money. Um, hopefully they, uh, they lock him back in, no um, question about under contracts. No question. Later. About it. Yeah. He, he, he's great. And one thing we all can agree to 
to me, when you think about the star power that makes you want to watch, because we're all busy professionals, everybody on this podcast is a full-blown grown-up. Like some of us got kids, some of us, I mean, work very stressful jobs, very talented group of people. To get our attention, to keep our interest, it's hard. There's so many apps, so many shows, so many things to do. And to have this quality of power, star power, I, I really feel, I hate to keep being an Attitude Era kind of mark, but you, I mean, we haven't seen this level of top to bottom, maybe top 10 guys in a while. When you really think about Drew and Co- Cody and CM Punk and um, Seth Rollins and um, Gunther, and even you can bring Kofi back up in there. And then you got other people like Braun Baker and we got Melo coming up and we got just so many different people. We got the, Us- we, you know, we got, um, you know, big, you got big, big, you know, big match J. Um, you got uh, Sammy, you know, Sammy Zayn. You got so much. Brock Lesnar has been gone for a while. You got a lot at the top of the card. So when you really look at the title picture, any one of these gentlemen can really perform Drew Mack at a high level and really produce something. So um, I am happy that the top of the card looks as stacked as it is couple other things of note I want to bring up to you guys as well and then we'll close out on the raw segment then we'll get into the big news and then Royal Rumble uh, you know uh, prediction portion Um, we had Kofi and uh, New Day firing up a little bit talking about how they're not just you know uh, you know they're not just unicorns and bootios (laughs) and that uh, they're trying to get more serious we've seen with Triple H not only does he have the capacity to bring humor with our truth in the right way, not overly corny, not overly done, well-balanced. And we also see where people are very self-aware of themselves um, and, and these characters not being so one-dimensional, so to speak. And so that's something that's really cool you see in the regime of Triple H. Talk to me, and we'll, again, we'll go in order, about because I think Kofi challenged for the Intercontinental, and then also New Day talked about wanting to get back on the top of the tag title. Like, hey, guys, we're not just here for a paycheck. Talk to me, Deborah, about uh, this, them verbalizing it, and specifically, they spoke to it. It was stuff that we feel, felt very recently for the last maybe couple of years, a year and a half, maybe two years. Um, talk to me a little bit about uh, New Day's conversation um on raw well you know new day is you know one of the great quintessential tag teams and i think they definitely had a great impact you know in wrestling and just their accomplishments um all three of them including big e so you know a lot of fans were disheartened with how they've been relegated as of late. Um, I would love to see the New Day get back on track. I would love them to have a really strong, you know, tag team run. You know, unfortunately, the Usos broke up, but, you know, another formidable um, tag team to get the belts back. I think we need to see less minstrel showishness mm-hmm. and more of why the new day were that were that tag team and why people love the new day so hopefully um they'll get a nice serious run i highly doubt that he's going to beat gunther but let him have a great stellar match against gunther you know to show that. yeah so you know let him know like you know this is the Y'all, y'all may have forgot about Kofi, but I'm I'm here to remind y'all 
you know, who I am just in case y'all forgot. So that's what I definitely want to see happen. Love it. Kiana. Yeah, I, I hope that, because I, I, I agree, like, like, uh, with regards to New Day, things just kind of happened. I don't want to say lackluster, but just kind of just been down a little bit. So I, I hope that they get another run. But part of me is wondering, like, I don't know if maybe they might do like a little bit of a switch up with New Day to kind of bring some more um, energy to them as like a tag team in general. So like similar to like with the Usos back, like, I think it was like maybe like 2015, 2016, where they changed like their whole pretty much like their whole demeanor mm-hmm. and they change like their, their, um, their Titan prong, their entrance song and stuff. So it's like, part of me is wondering like, will New Day make like some tweaks when it comes to that? I don't know, but I feel like that would, that would be, that would be interesting when it comes to like them as, as wrestlers and as a tag team. I love it. I love it. Jamari. So I've been loving a New Day since, 2014 their exception we love to see three black men on tv accomplishing things unfortunately we are down one but still it's great to see them um the new day always has a side and i don't think anybody knows this but one of my favorite matches where they showed the same intensity that they showed last night was hell in the cell versus the usos Mm -hmm. they always end them it's just that people only see like the unicorn horns. Like Xavier said, they only see the unicorn horns. They see the booty mm-hmm. But these guys get down in the ring, right? Mm-hmm. Xavier, former king of the ring. Kofi, multiple times, multiple times, single champion, intercontinental champion, U.S. champion, and former WWE champion. These guys are credible. And I don't think that they particularly need to change their character, but they just need probably a tweak of like, all right, let's get serious, which everybody does need. We can't have, you know, too many R-Truths, I'll say that. R-Truth yeah. is a comedy game. Yeah. We know he's not going to be serious for his whole career. The New Day, they need to be serious sometimes. Mm-hmm. I love it. Thank you, Jamari. Paris? Yeah, I mean, I feel the same way. I mean, I think that this is something that they need. Um, that little uh, jump start to um, reigniting what they are um, because New Day like you said like everyone said you know it was known for the you know started to be known for the clownish behavior and the colors and you know the poppy arts and all that stuff like that but I just feel like WWE really needs to start taking especially some of our black acts a little yes. more serious yes um, I feel like you already know Rob you know something we talk about all the time what we talk about is you know Street Profits you know, Montez Ford, he's one of my favorite wrestlers. Yes. Like, I, I feel like he puts it, when it comes to putting on a show, I feel like he, for me, is the, if you had to, like, he's the black Shawn Michaels to me. That's Facts. how I look at it. Facts. Um, so, it's just like, I feel like even if they separated those two, he, he should have he been the Intercontinental Champion. Like, he's, Facts. you know, I feel like they just need to, uh, like you said, rig, make them, New Day, bring them, bring bring them back because those guys are really in-ring performers and yeah. that's what this game is missing. I, I don't want to hear nothing about a Logan Paul yeah. when you have those guys that have been doing it for a while and they actually put on an amazing show which we've seen them go against countless, uh, you know, tag team, you know, uh, you know, uh, partners 
Uh, you know, so it, 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 I, I just I love what they're doing with them, but I, I need to see more from it, especially with Triple H. You know, taking you know the the the, the reins of this. I love it, and and, and just to say, I'm hand this over to Eloquent. If Logan Paul can be a U.S. champion, Montez Ford for sure as hell with his capacity, talent, charisma could at least get one single shot. And then we had opportunity about a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago, for that to happen, and it didn't happen. So we wonder when it will. I definitely see at least five singles championships and one at least heavyweight championship in his career when it's all said and done. But he is relatively young. But uh, we need to push, get that tightened up a little bit soon. Mr. Eloquent, your thoughts, yeah. sir? Yeah, I mean, the, but I mean, everybody loves the New Day. I mean, they've been they've been among the best acts, like including um, Biggie, obviously. Um, you know, they've been among like, the the best, most entertaining acts for ten ten plus years at this point. Um, that being said, um, like, I agree with everyone else. Um, it's a it's a delicate balance to sort of. You know, be those, be that type of baby face that's like over the top and comedic and funny and so forth, um, while also being serious. Now, at this point, I mean, I've, I've lost count how many times they've won uh, the tag belts. Um, I don't particularly think they have anything to prove as a tag team. Um, I'm not saying that they should like split up or anything like that, but, you know, I, I like that. I like that Kofi is challenging for the for the IC title. Um, I mean, do I expect him to to beat Gunther? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to. But I mean, I want to see. I want to see um, Xavier and I want to see Kofi like in the you know in some single title mixes and and not just kind of there to put on a good. 12 minute TV match and then they inevitably lose. Like, I want to see them like legit be treated as, as contenders. Um, and now maybe part of this is just me still being bitter about the way that they did Kofi and how his, his WWE title reign ended. But, um, but you know, I, I do want to see a more, a more serious focus side to them. I mean, I feel like they're, just as a as a group, New Day is bulletproof. I mean, they could they could go and do damn near anything they want to. They're always going to have the support of, of the fans because they've just been so entertaining for so long. So knowing that, you know, I think they've got an opportunity to you know to do something a little different and maybe scale down the the, the comedy and the over the topness at least for a little while. And yeah, who's to say that? I mean, I guess we'll get to predictions and what will happen with um, with Logan Paul. But you know, I, I'd love to see I'd love to see Xavier, for instance, in the mix against Kale or or Logan Paul um, for you know for them to do like a serious pay per view program. Yeah, no question about it. I, I, I'll pose this question: Why not Kofi? When we think about Kofi's career, like Jamari mentioned and, and, and everyone has mentioned, not only is Kofi a multi-time singles champion, U.S. and intercontinental, times over, and not only a WWE world champion, I mean, his resume speaks for itself. His in-ring work speaks to himself. It is true that we need to repair that image and that prestige and that um, 
yeah, the prestige that Kofi has. It's been, like you said, that dark cloud has been over him since the Brock Lesnar loss, whether we admit it or not, right? But who better to take it? Why not? If if if, uh, if um, Gunther is going to challenge Seth, ultimately, and I think that would be a great person to take the title off Seth, especially as WWE is trying to go global, right? And as they continue to go global in the new era of the Netflix era in the, in the future, why not? So then Gunther can focus on the world heavyweight. He don't need to have both. Kofi could put up a good match. He gets the hell beat out of him. Think about it. Picture this. Kofi and Gunther. So, he, of course, Kofi gets cheated the first time. You're going to have, um, you know, uh, Gunther's henchmen kind of screw him over one way or another, right? Kofi loses. But then Kofi, we see, again, this new fire in Kofi, this new revitalized, fired-up man who has, and then you do packages of all the titles he's won, all the things he's overcome. Then you bring his sp- prestige up. You can headline or co-headline a pay-per-view, one of the smaller ones, or or maybe even Perth. Right? Kofi wins it. He gets his he gets his ass beat. He gets bruised. He gets slammed around. We don't believe it. What a great story! Kofi gets himself back to the top part of the card. He gains his respect. You put some respect on his name, and he beats Gunther one two. Three. And now Gunther can focus on Seth and then they can work on that program and then ultimately CM Punk will get it. So CM Punk Gunther will be great as well. Why can't Kofi, why shouldn't Kofi be the choice for that? If anybody has a resume, why wouldn't he? Because people lost faith in Kofi after he got squashed by Brock. Mm-hmm. So after he got squashed by Brock, and like he didn't really have a rematch where he won or got vindicated, people kind of were just like, oh, okay. And then he be- really became an afterthought because if you look at the trajectory, the trajectory of everything of Kofi, you know, not being top dog, it was right after that. And I think that was on purpose because mm-hmm. you know there's something like small guys, small champions. They basically forced his hand to to make you know Kofi you know, champion, and, you know, that's part of it. Also, you know, do people want to see a black person beating Gunther, who's so dominant? That could be a thing, too. So I think that Kofi will have to kind of facilitate um, his image and things before people would be like, oh, yeah, he can do it. Yeah, so it's too soon, too really. Much, okay. Yeah, I think that too much of the minstrel show, just the, the silliness and whatever, people are not ready for that. Mm. Anybody else before we move on to the next yeah. subject? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that just to to jump on on that last point, um, it wasn't even it wasn't even the fact that Brock beat him for me, um, and honestly, it wasn't even so much the fact that Brock squashed him, although that definitely pissed me off at the time. It was that, you know, this guy had this, what, four, maybe five-month reign. Um, they just woke up one day and decided, okay, Brock's going to take that title off of them, a title that he didn't need, but I digress. And and after he lost the title, they slotted him right back into the mid-card. They had him doing the same goofy New Day shit again. Um, and, and just... On screen, his character showed no, you know, like it's like he, he didn't even care that he lost the title. Like he, he was he was champion one day, and then the next week he's 
he's throwing pancakes into the crowd. You know, I, I think I think that, and you know, I, I blame Vince for that by design. Um, I think that did that did a lot of damage to his credibility. So, like, you're telling the audience that, yeah, I was champion, but um, I didn't deserve to be there, and I'm I'm not even gonna like press or push anyone to like prefer a rematch. Yeah, you know, I think I think that did a lot of a lot of harm to him. So, so now we're sort of back into this position where, you know, he can clearly have a, a great, reputable, reputable quality match with, with anybody on the card. But, you know, I think I think it'll be hard to convince anybody that, that he deserves to be in that spot and for reasons outside of, of his actual talents. But, you know, on screen, they basically told us that the the four or five month reign that he had, um, like didn't matter. Yeah. Which, which when you think about Kofi mania and how it was such a, a, a polarizing, such a, a landmark moment in wrestling history, we saw MVP and, and other guys uh, crying and, and I got emotional share screenshots. It, it really connected to me in a deep way. Um, and so, yeah, it definitely, I guess, took away a lot of our, all that energy and emotion that we put into it. It definitely is some recharging and rehabilitation. And I guess maybe that's why I was saying he can lose the first time, but maybe there's a story to be told about his redemption story and you can brand it a certain way. And maybe he could gain that, um, that panache, so to speak. But all right, we're going to hop into big news. And then the final part we're going to talk about is the predictions. Huge news today. Uh, woke up. think it was whether Paris or um, maybe it was even Eloquent sent me something. Uh, Netflix, eight, a $5 billion deal, uh, five, more than $5 billion over 10 years, exclusive deal with uh, America, Canada, and other territories. We're going to have um, some, apparently our pay-per-view is going to be there as well. Is that true or no? From uh yes. What I read, from what I read, the in, at least in the U.S., I think it's just for Raw, but internationally, like you know, Canada, UK, Latin America, mm-hmm. um, it's almost like they're basically taking the whole WWE network and dumping it on on Netflix. Got you. At least I, I, I don't know about the back, I don't know about the back catalog, but Raw, mm-hmm. SmackDown, the PLUs, all that's going to be on there. Nice. So we get the news. Um, all of us were wondering, you know, uh, TV rights were coming up. We know that SmackDown has signed a deal with the USA Network. So when it comes to SmackDown specifically, you'll get the replays on Netflix. Won't necessarily get the exact show per se. But um, so we get the news. We're like Netflix. We know has been kind of we all know some of us have I've deleted Netflix It's like a bad relationship. It's like you call them, you cancel them, you with them, you're not, you with them, you're not, you with them, you're not toxic relationship with Netflix. That's over the decade of, of being with Netflix. But um, they're trying to get into the sports world. And we know that pro wrestling is very attractive because it's easy to produce, not as expensive as NBA or NCAA rights or baseball rights. Um, do you guys think that the Netflix era will really help? Specifically, there's other um capital things that they can produce. We know that Montez and our, our beloved Bianca Belair are going to be doing a show on Hulu. And there's so many other wrestlers and shows. Maybe we'll see, maybe Stone Cold Steve Austin gets a show back on Netflix, which I miss his podcast a lot. Do you guys, how do you feel? We're going to, we're going to, again, we're going to go in order. How do you feel about the, the era of Netflix on in 2025? And we're going to start with Deborah. 
because you're our media, um, you're you're in the entertainment <laughs> business as a lawyer. So, um, I mean, it's definitely interesting. Um, you know, Netflix was also the people who were going to do the Vince McMahon documentary. Mm. So I don't know if that um, if that's how the the relationship started, but you know. It's going to be interesting because I know with, with Peacock and everything, people had an issue with the fact that, you know, they, they wouldn't include certain things. They censored certain things um, because, you know, Peacock had to, you know, had certain standards for programming, whereas Netflix, you know, they have rated our shows. So all those things that were not PC back then, maybe they'll allow on Netflix because um, that's uh, something that you have to subscribe to and, and pay for. So um, it'll be interesting to see what the rollout is going to be. Um, you know, if you already have Netflix, I guess, you know, will will that increase? Will they have a different subscription model for WWE stuff? Um, I'm not sure. But I like the fact that Netflix doesn't have commercials. So we'll be getting a lot of commercial-free type of things as opposed to Peacock where you have to pay a couple of extra dollars not to, to have commercials and things like that. And people who don't normally watch Peacock have to get Peacock to watch um, pay-per-views and things like that. So I think people who already have Netflix, um, that's a win for them. So for those that don't have it, um, we'll see if that will draw people to, to have it because, you have other programming that you could watch on Netflix too. So I think, you know, it, it, it may make sense. Mm-hmm. They definitely acquired over a hundred million plus new fans. Wrestling pro wrestling has huge fan base. Uh, Kiana, your thoughts. Yeah, I think that this is, this is great for WWE to continue to grow their fan base. I mean, they're like you said, Robert, like they, they already are, but it's going to, it's just going to, to expand across in okay, Latin America, other territories, and it's just it's just really good for the brand. And I think that people who have currently have Netflix, they'll they'll tune in and watch it. Uh, for, for me personally, I don't have Netflix. I used I used I used to use my friend's Netflix <laughs> with the guard password share, but they got rid of that. So I'm like, uh, yeah, I ain't paying another. But um, I mean, like if they have like a like a plan specifically for WWE, then yeah, I'll get it. But you know, for next year, I don't know. I'm have to look in my pockets to see if I can, if I can, you know. <laughs> True, they definitely pay for pay for another another subscription. But um, this is really just for WWE in general. Love it. Subscription fatigue is real, Jamari. If I say what I'm going to say. I feel like somewhere in the cyberspace, they're going to find me and find my location and dox me and come to my house. So uh, when it's having Netflix, I'm just going to say there are other methods because I had Netflix. I used my homie's ex. Once again, his ex-girlfriend's Netflix. I never, I never will. And once again, I'm not going to say anything more than that because I don't need <laughs> Khan and Maduro, by the way. I don't need none of that. All right, Mr. Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it, Jamar. I respect it. I respect it. Paris. 
I think it's, I think it's pretty cool, man. Um, we talked about it this morning, and I mean, that is. Um, I just hope that in some type of way it, it leads to wrestlers getting paid more money. Yes. Um, um, I know that wrestlers are never going to. I know they're never going to unionize that, especially with them staring up with like uh, UFC and stuff like that. To already know what's not going to happen, um, but. Um, it's going to be, you know, put out into more countries, like, you know, like, for instance, like Africa, like, they're going to be able to watch that, which, you know, to me, this is something that is going to be good for a lot of wrestlers that are traveling from overseas or, or grew up, you know, came from overseas to, to wrestle or they came to the United States, you know, for something else, you know, it's, it's going to be good for their, you know, their people, their culture to be able to see this, so... Um, I think it's, I think it's really really good. You know, like I said, I just hope that the wrestlers in some type of way benefit from this um, to be able to get some type of money or uh, some some you know or to unionize to be able to you know take care of themselves and their families. You know, especially after you know their career is over. Yeah, yeah, eloquent. Thank you, Paris. Yeah, um, I mean, I think uh, well, unquestionably, it's a great look for WWE. Um, the, uh, I think right now they're getting, um, around 300 million a year between, um, like from the USA. So, you know, they got a, a nice little bump, but, <clears throat> but more so than anything, I think it's a better look for WWE, um, from an international perspective. Um, so, you know, like obviously the like their U.S. rights deals um, <clears throat> accounts for the vast the vast majority of their of their income outside of the, the Saudi shows, um, but um, but this has a real opportunity to um, to open up um, a lot of territories. I mean, I obviously they they do deals and they get deals with a number of international countries, but you know they're pennies to the dollar compared to the their US deals. Um, so I think this this opens up um, a lot of potential markets. I mean, the press release talks about Canada and UK and Latin America and uh, you know, a handful of, uh, of countries, but they did sort of leave it open um, for, you know, for, for other, <clears throat> other countries to, to sort of join the mix and and I think that could potentially increase, you know, five billion to over ten years to I don't know however much more. Um, it's uh, it, it's kind of it's it's going to be kind of weird that uh, that Raw in particular is leaving linear TV for the first time in like thirty years or whatever it is. But um, but you know, it's like. The, the show, the show itself, raw averages between I think, um, you know, not counting football, you know, between a one point, maybe one point eight, and you know, if it's a crazy show, maybe two million, and I, I don't know what the, the U.S. Netflix user base is. Over a hundred million. Sure over a hundred million. Over one hundred and fifty million. Right, so obviously 150 million are not going to be watching wrestling, but hey, but if they can get even three or four million to, to tap in, then it, it's already a W. Um, you know, and this and this sort of stands to um, 
sort of just changed the, the discourse around uh, around like ratings and viewership and things like that. You know, I think people kind of would always hang on. Oh, Raw did 1.6 million uh, this week, or uh, AEW did 100,000 this week, or SmackDown did 2.1, and you know, you hear all of those numbers, but you know, I've never, I've never thought that on a given week, only 1.8 million are watching Raw. Like I've, like I know that number is significantly higher. But um, you know, I've always thought that the Nielsen rating was uh, was was very mis- misleading. Um, so it just goes to show that you know a company as big as Netflix, they've obviously been doing their due diligence and they they understand the the actual um, the actual viewership of of a show like Raw and are willing to pay for it. Yeah. And uh, you know, I think it's a good look for them. Um, I think it. I think it's a good look for for other companies too. Um, I think this is sort of the way the way that a lot of these deals in the future are going. I mean, we've kind of been talking about how TV has just been declining and and dying a slow death over the, the last twenty thirty years. And uh, you know, good on WWE for for doing something a little a little more progressive. Exactly, and and just to give you numbers. There are nearly 240 40 million Netflix subscribers. Um, so globally, so huge client base opportunity. Those numbers will be good. Netflix has all types of analytics. If you are a WWE superstar, no doubt you're right connected with the company that does movies. So you got situations where, like, you got a Jade Cargill could have her own superhero this exclusively on Netflix. So you not only can build and develop characters, but you can also give them certain shows. Depending on the star power. Oh, so, also, mm-hmm. just just uh, just as a super quick aside, um, and I, I know it's early, and that the the deal itself doesn't go through until January of next year. So mm-hmm. they've got essentially a year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I don't I don't watch Love Is Blind or whatever, but I mean, I, I heard all the, the horror stories about their uh, their attempt to, to stream that shit live. Mm-hmm. So. Hopefully between now and January of next year, Netflix does their uh, their requisite testing and make sure that uh, the platform can, can handle live content since that's not really something that they're known for, at least not yet. Exactly, with those servers and things. So now we get to the meat of the program. We got the 2024 WWE Royal Rumble in Tampa, Florida. Let me pull up the card, and then we're going. Then we're going to do predictions, and then we'll be out of here, folks. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us and listening. So let's pull that up. So 2024, and again, you know things could change. We got Raw, we got a SmackDown uh, coming up, but I don't. Th- I don't know if anything will really truly change from there. So let's go after the uh, card. I'm pulling it up right now. All right, we got the, uh, let's start with this. We have the Undisputed Universal Championship, Roman Reigns versus Randy Orton versus LA Knight and AJ Styles. We're going to do this rapid fire. Deb, who you got? You know it's going to be Roman. I think Roman is going to pin LA Knight. All right, so Roman. Okay. Yeah, I think he's, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll wait. Okay. Kiana? 
just on the enrollment. There's no way they're going to, they're not going to have them be champion. Um, when WrestleMania comes up, so Roman's gonna win. Um, I don't know who he's gonna take because it wouldn't surprise me if it's a disqualification with regards to the bloodline stepping in or something like that. But if I had to guess, I would probably say he'll pin. I'll say AJ Styles. Okay. Ooh. Okay. All right. And then you got Jamari. Who you got? Roman. All right. Thank you. Paris? I'm going to go with Roman. Uh, I think it's going to be a DQ. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would like to see uh, the Viper in it. I love it. Love it. Eloquent. Roman is winning this hands down. And I think, um, and I think um, AJ Styles eats the pen. Wow, I love it. AJ eating some pens. He's hungry. Um, <laughs> all right, we got the United States. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. obviously, there's going to be um, solo and Jimmy interference because that's that's how every single Roman match goes. But uh, but yeah, there's just there's just no scenario I can think of that that Roman loses the title before Mania. It, it just doesn't make sense. Love it. U.S. Championship, Logan Paul versus Kevin Owens. Deb? Um, Logan Paul. All right, Logan. Okay. And then Kiana? I want to say Kevin Owens so bad, but I feel like it's going to be Logan winning. All right. All right. And then Jamari? I hate they're going to do my boy like but Logan Paul is going to win, sadly. Okay, gotcha. Paris? I'm actually, I, th- I think the KOs will win it, man. I think they want they want that champ to be in the building. And I know Logan Paul has some stuff that's going on with his uh, business that he's going to be doing a little bit more with. So I think he's going to give it to KO. All right, all right. All right, all right. All right, who you got, uh, Eloquent? I mean, Kale's my guy, probably my favorite wrestler, but um, I think I think Logan's going to win. Um, I think that he'll probably end up losing uh, the U.S. title at Mania itself. Um, but, uh, you know, I can see some shenanigans, um, but him stealing the win. Love it. I'm going to go, Ro- I'm going to go, not Roman. I got Roman for the first one, but I'm going to go uh, KO as well. I think it's good. Logan got it for the clout. He brought some eyes. I don't know if that's been successful with people watching WWE, Logan Paul, whatever section of uh, of the corners of the internet care about Logan Paul and Kai and all that weird stuff. I'm not a millennial. I'm not a Gen Z. So, because um, um, like I, I I don't I don't always watch the show week in week out. I mean, since he won the title, I mean, has he has he been on the show very often? Nah. Nah. So I think it was just It was good for the brand But I don't think it's anything longer Now uh, Let me see if there's anything else beyond that Let's see Women's All right, Women's Let's see Okay So now We're going to go with the Women's Royal Rumble first Who do you have Deb winning? Um I have Bianca Ooh Okay You're going to go Bianca Okay all right, Kiana. 
gonna say Bailey. Okay. I think she. I, I could see her winning and maybe challenging EO All right. for the women's championship at WrestleMania. Maybe. I love it. Okay, Jamari. Man, this is kind of tough. Choosing between two people, but a we want some Bailey. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Bailey. I love it. <laughs> okay. I'm writing it down. All right, Paris. Um, I'm going to go Bianca, but I wouldn't put the pass on Nia Jax because I feel like they're trying to bring revive her character. So, okay, got yeah. you. Eloquent. I um, I, I'm going to go Bailey too. I think um, I think she well at least out of the the horse one. I mean, she's kind of like the one dude who hasn't really had that WrestleMania moment yet. Um, and I also think, uh, I think they're, they're leading into a, a baby face turn for her. Um, so, you know, give her, give her that marquee, that marquee match. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with her. I love it. I'm going to go Jade Cargill. Uh, personally, I think, uh, it's a great opportunity to debut her. If they don't debut her at Royal Rumble, I'm rioting, um, on, on, uh, I'm a riot. Not physically, but uh, emotionally. So, uh, I think Jade Cargo definitely. She has. She'd be a great surprise. And what better way to get her name? And uh, Bailey still can get her shine in due time. But I think Jade Cargo comes and cleans the floor uh, with the with them. Hopefully. And, yeah. Hopefully, we'll see. Right. Oh, some anxiety. I hope she gets opportunity um, for the men's Royal Rumble. What you say? She better be in the damn rumble, though. Yeah, she's not. I'm, I'm fuck. Uh, excuse my language. I'm gonna yeah. be pissed. <laughs> All right, so, Deb. <laughs> but I was gonna see how I, I take it seriously. All right, <laughs> Deb. What you got for the men's Royal Rumble? Um, I have CM Punk. All right, CM Punk. All right, Kiana. Oh, this is hard. Part of me was to say Cody. But then it's like, when was the last time someone won back to back? Was like a back to back Royal Rumble winner? Thank, thank I don't, I can't remember. Maybe Stone Cold. Yes, maybe? they said, it. and he's won it three times, and he won it back to back. I think in the nineties. Yeah, ninety seven, ninety eight. Yeah, so it's like, 96, it's like, do they, it's like, do they go that route with Cody? But then it's like, I'm, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say it's CM Punk. I All think right. CM Punk is gonna. Is I love one. it. I love it. Thank you. All right, Jamari. What, what what city am I from? You from the Shy, baby? Yeah, and who's from the Shy? CM Pizunk. Sick Maggie Punk. I'm sorry, Cody. You are my you are my favorite too, but you gotta call facts with facts. I love it. I love it. Okay, Paris, who you got? Uh, I'm gonna say I was gonna go Cody, but I, I, I no, I'm gonna go Cody. But uh, for uh, comedic relief, I would love to see our truth win. <laughs> that would be crazy. Yeah, it'd be interesting, definitely. All right, Mister Eloquent. I I'm gonna go Cody. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they've um, I think they've done a lot of a lot of good good work in terms of like red herrings and so forth. Like I think when the, when the Rock came out and talked about head to the table, and I think everyone immediately was like, oh. All right, well, Cody's not finishing the story, but I actually think that 
they're doing an early tease of Rock and Roman, not for this mania, but next year. Mm-hmm. Um, in which case, by that point, I mean they can do that match, and he wouldn't he wouldn't need the title for it at all. Um, and and I, I don't think it was an accident that they mentioned that you know, only two or three people have ever repeated um, winning the Rumble. Um, you know, I think they're trying to plant seeds that it's not going to happen, which is kind of why I think that it will. Um, you know, they, at a certain point, you know, you know, they're not going to be able to finish the story um, in a satisfactory way. Um, I still think he should have beaten Roman last year, but it is what it is. I think um, I think this is this is the year that they do it, and and also because because Rollins got hurt, um, and I mean I don't know exactly what he's going to do with Mania, but you know if he can't have that twenty five minute banger with Punk, you know I, I I don't see why Punk would win it. Yeah, I, I, I don't think. I don't think Punk versus Roman is in the cards this this early, and if he's not facing Rollins, it, it just doesn't make sense. I love it. I'm gonna go Cody as well. They keep talking about the story. They keep mentioning it in WWE 2K4 24. They talk about story, 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 story. So I'm gonna go Cody. Um, hey, one day can I add something? Go ahead. Quick question. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Cody. I during the world, but the men's Rumble. Can we see day against Jimmy? Just like, just like a, a preview. Is maybe they'll fight each other WrestleMania? I don't know if that's going to happen, but yeah. I would like to see them go head to head in the in Royal Rumble. That would be a great moment. Yeah, definitely. I like that, Keith. I'm going to before I get into what I'm saying. This is my prediction. I believe we're going to have them two in a and solo in a brother to the breath. That's my prediction. And a what? A, a brother triple threat. And a brother. All the brothers, triple threat. No, that'd be dope. Okay. But a quick question. Do you think, has it been stated where WrestleMania is going to be for next year? Because it's going to lead into my next question. I know Philly this year, but I don't know about the year after that. Uh-uh. I'm going to bet my money is going to be in Florida and it's going to be in Miami. Okay. So Tampa, then Miami. Okay. That'll be yes, interesting. Sir. Okay. Any surprises that you guys think will happen? So first, number one, is Jake, so question, is Jade Cargill, the free agent, the person they branded and marketed and the biggest signing on ESPN. Is she going to show up at the Royal Rumble? Yes or no? I say yes. I say yes. 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 Okay. Before you write. If she does not, go ahead. ahead. Are you eloquent? Is that you? Oh, yeah. I was just going to say that. I think she'll show up. I mean, I don't. I don't expect her to, to win the rumble, but I think uh, I think she'll show up and she'll probably eliminate like eight or nine women or something, and then whoever it is who takes her out will probably be her main um, opponent. Um, but if not, if she if she doesn't show up at all, um, I'm personally going to start the, uh, the Triple H fumbled um, dialogue. <laughs> I want to see her press Nia Jax, like shoulder. Pr- I don't know if it's possible, yeah. but I would like to see yeah. that. Hey, that, that 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 could be an interesting mania match. And like, I've never, I've never been a huge 
fan of Naya in the ring, but I have to admit, um, this second run she's been on since she came back, Damn good, yeah. Um, her work has been significantly better, and uh, so so okay. Yeah, and I think she, I think she, she should be rewarded with the like with a you know the match against someone like uh, like Jade. So my question to you, this, and then we want to talk about surprising the men as well. Do you, okay, so so Jade does say we all say Jade is going to show up, right? Then who eliminates her? Because that's the question of who she's, she's going to start with. Should she do Bailey? Will Sasha Banks come back? Will Naomi come back? Does she throw out Naomi? Who does she get thrown out by, and who does she start her beef with? I think I, I mm, no, you can go. Oh, kind of thing. I, I mean, I could see, <clears throat> I could see it being like. Somebody, well, as far as how she's eliminated, I think if she she eliminates like seven or eight people, I think it could be one of those scenarios where like three or four people gang up on her and all just kind of like ensure that that she doesn't win. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I could also see it being somebody like like Shay Bailey who just gets one over on her, and um, you know because Bailey is like a ring general and. Mm-hmm. And someone that can be trusted to have a match um, with uh, with Jade and make her look like like a million bucks, and, and I know that kind of contradicts my prediction of um, of Bailey just winning the, the Rumble altogether. But you know, I like I'm thinking of the women's roster and who's like established and and a veteran and who could get like, a really good match out of her and. I see someone like Bailey. I see someone like like Natty. Um, I think I think you and me had sort of fantasy book before about uh, you know potential Jade and maybe Naomi um, if if she does in fact come back um, at, at the Rumble. That that could be an interesting thing uh, for her to do. But but you know somebody who's um, someone who could kind of like carry her a little bit in in, a, in her first Mania match. Love it. Anybody else? Gonna think uh, who she, who does she beef with? Anyone else? Chelsea Green. Why? Because it makes the most. Ooh, I love that. I love that. Because people. So if you have Natty eliminate her, then people are gonna be like, "Why Natty?" If you have Bailey eliminate her, they're gonna be like, "Oh, now they're daring her." Who's the most best person to put in that position where they're not gonna hate her too much, but they are gonna hate her? Chelsea Green. Because he can play that slimy heel to Jade's overpowering might. So Jade's going to be a face? I don't see her coming in as a face, bro. I see her as a heel. I don't see I that. Think, oh, I think she'll be a face in the beginning. Uh-huh. Um, just because like, nobody... Unless, unless you're tapped into what she did in AEW, which I don't think a lot of the, the WWE audience is. You know, they, they have no idea as far as the type of character she is. And, you know, and anything new and fresh are usually baby faces in the beginning, and it'll be incumbent on her to sort of turn them after the fact. My question is, um, but how has she been presented her, up until this point? Has she come off as a face so far with the time she'd be seen her on the screen? Or I mean, there's really not much. I think, I think, you know, they just showed her with her little interaction with, with Charlotte or whatever, but I think she's going to be... A betweener. I think she's gonna play both both sides. She's gonna come in there and just be out for self. And if she has to be a heel, she'll be a heel. If she has to be a face, 
just to be a face. I think she's just going to be a chameleon depending on the situation mm. that's in front of her. Ooh, good point, Deborah. Good I mean, point. I think she's. I think she's just mostly come across as just as just a, a confident character. Like we don't we don't really know what sort of alignment or if she if she's nice to people or if she you know isn't to, to people. I mean that that hasn't really been established. I mean we've only really seen her like four or five times, and she just barely said much. You yeah. know, so they they've left it open open ended enough that you know if they decide to plug her in as a baby face, it'll work. If they decide to to have her be a heel, it, it'll it'll work too. Yeah. Okay. On a men's, my, my, go ahead. Go ahead. Finish. Your, mm-hmm. Okay. My thing is, how fast does Charlotte get back, and how quickly do they want to do Bianca versus Jay? Because we all know that Bianca List, she wants to pay for all the horsewomen at WrestleMania. And also, Bianca, I think, I think she's on borrowed time because I saw on the Hulu show that there was a pregnancy uh, thing. Uh, did you guys see that when they did the marketing? There was a whole thing uh, where they had a pregnancy thing. I think, honestly, Bianca in the next maybe two years is probably going to be out with pregnancy. Now, she, again, she could do a same thing that uh, my girl um, Becky Lynch is doing and have a baby and then come back. But that still takes time to get your body back and get yourself back together. So that's several months. So I think... Uh, are they are they positioning something with Jade? So Bianca's out because she wants. She said she wants a baby. They made that a part of the promotion for the part for the the, move, the show as well. So um, is this maybe after Royal Rumble? I mean, after WrestleMania, Bianca out for a year? I think or play till another black woman. That's wrong. Please no. What you say? I mean, the thing is. I would say that you got to think about it, you know, with the possibility of, um, you know, if Sasha decides to come back or, you know, if she decides to come back or, you know, like, how how can they say this? Because the thing is, like, they, the women's division is so strong right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, this might, honestly, this could be the time for her to take that time off to focus on having a baby. So, you know, if this show really close up and really um, from what I've been hearing too, it could possibly be in the next Expendables movie. So, other things that could run into those roles of you know, of like outside of the WWE. So, I mean, if things take on for you know, for her, and you know, I don't really, you know, she could be another rock, you know, and then, you know, it, you know, not saying she's going to be the rock, as far as like the roles outside, but you know, it's opportunities. It's opportunities. It's opportunities present itself. You know, pregnancy. You know, movie roles. I'm I'm still seeing stuff to things off into the sun. She's hugely marketable, and they've taken every opportunity to market her. So, do you guys think that, ladies? I'm gonna get the ladies' perspective. Do you think uh, Bianca probably maybe by Wrestle after WrestleMania there may be some sort of announcement that she is pregnant, and and that coincides with the show? Maybe uh, finale, and then we get Sasha back, and we can kind of work from there. And then, uh, and then when Bianca's ready to come back, she comes back. Do, do you ladies think that is a possibility? Um, I'm not sure. I think that if there's not, um, you know, it's it's happened in the past where you know you've had wrestlers take time off to 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 deal with family and things like that. So I wouldn't be. Um, 
shocked that that was the case. Um, but I think Bianca's been kind of been off, hasn't been on TV a lot as of late. So they could be preparing for that. Maybe she might take some time off and, and, you know, start a family and see what's going on. Um, I don't know. I mean, 2024, she's going to be on the video game. So I'm, I'm going to assume that she's going to be active. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't jump the gun um, just yet. I think she still has a lot more on her tank as far as hopefully getting the belt back. Mm-hmm. And she does. Then I, I don't think she'll be leaving to have a baby anytime soon. Got you. But okay. if she doesn't, then maybe. Okay. What do you think, um, Kiana? Yeah, I, I agree, too. Um, Stephanie is right around the corner, and then before you know it, SummerSlam is going to pop up a couple of months after that. So I think that she'll still be on TV, um, but it wouldn't surprise me, like, maybe later on in the year, like, maybe, like, during the, like, like maybe after SummerSlam. Like if she does decide to take time and maybe it does, does, um, you know, start trying to have a, have a baby after the year taking time off, like, like that. But, yeah. um, yeah. So do, do like y'all right think, now, Sa- like, I don't I'm think sorry, Okay. Yeah. Do y'all think Sasha's I, coming back? I don't know. Cause this, nope. wasn't there a rumor going on that she might've signed with, the um, AEW and then there was some other rumors. So, I, I don't know. Like, yeah. it would be cool to see her in, in a Royal Rumble, mm-hmm. but. I think I she should, I think she should eliminate Jade. I think she should eliminate Jade. That's what I think. But go ahead. Anybody else? I, think, I don't think I so. Think go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. go ahead. Yeah. I think that, um, <clears throat> wow. Apparently, they, I guess they couldn't. They couldn't get on the same page as far as as far as money goes. Now, assuming that she hasn't already signed something with uh, with AEW, um, you know, in light of this new uh, Netflix deal, I mean, I think her price has gone up again. Um, so, I mean, I I expect her to be back in WWE at some point. I just don't. I just don't think it's going to be at the Rumble or maybe this calendar year, but you know, that, eventually she's, she's going to go back. Okay. Okay. Cool. Now on a minute, yeah, so, I don't oh, think, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. I don't think, I don't think she's coming back for the Rumble mm-hmm. and, um, you know, and, and just on this day thing, you know, this, you can literally count on one hand how many black women are on the main roster. She doesn't have to be fighting the Bianca or this other black person. Let her fight some of these white women. Like, there's plenty of white women on the roster who can do it. Like, Ra- Raquel Rodriguez yeah, would be nice. Get a yeah, little. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let, let, let her beat. Let her beat up them, some of them Japanese girls or, or some of the <laughs> Hispanic ones. Yeah. Let, let her get. Let, before we get I, I like that, yeah. I mean, but the question is, who, whoever eliminates her needs to be the person that she needs to run her first program with. So we'll be watching closely for that. Hopping over with the men's side, we already picked who's going to win, but any surprises, any surprise entrance? I think Stone Cold might show up. Maybe, 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 maybe. Any any surprise, folks? I don't I don't know of any really big surprise on the men's side. I think maybe Stone Cold, but I'm not sure. No, no, no. Uh, 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 what's the name? Hulk Hogan, yeah. 
Oh, oh no. I mean, I might be, I might be, I might actually just turn off the rumble if I see plus gas in the ship. Yeah, I think it's, um, yeah, I think, um, I mean, was there anybody from NXT in the bubble? I don't think there was too many people. What about Braun Breaker? Braun Breaker? That's a, that's about it. But like out of all like a, out of all the NXT roster, only one was on there. So I think you might see some. Uh, maybe you'll see Trick Williams in there. Maybe you see Carmelo. Yeah, get, get Trick and Melo up in there. Yeah. What about yeah, Okada? And, what about and, Okada? <laughs> oh, oh please! <laughs> well, Okada technically is still under New Japan contract until like the thirty first. So, and I don't know why. New Japan would let him do it, but maybe maybe they will. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to go on the web and say that's not going to happen. Okay. Um, I mean, I actually like the. Uh, in terms of the Rumble, I, I actually don't get too up or too hype about like you know when they bring in like you know an Attitude Era or someone really old, with a few exceptions. But you know, I, I feel at the spots. I mean, you've got a, a pretty big roster of, of people who can do some interesting things. And, you know, and I think they they spent last year putting a new focus on NXT and and building some of the stars there. I think I think we'll probably have maybe three, maybe four, like, yesteryear guys. Uh, but apart from that, I think it's all just going to be main roster and then maybe... Maybe four or five um, NXT names. Maybe Brock. I think think Brock is going to come. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, he. I mean, we we don't really know what he's what he's going to be doing at Mania. I'm still I'm still holding out some hope that um, that they run um, Brock and Gunther at Mania, and and if that's something that they do, that could be a, a really really dope tease as far as um, like, a, like a stare down or one of them eliminates the other or something like that. I love that. I love that. Overall, as we round third base and finish up this wonderful episode of the most amazing group of pokes that I could say in the pro wrestling, in my experience in the pro wrestling community, no doubt a very much interesting Royal Rumble, more than usual. Very exciting. Would you guys, on the scale of one to ten, how excited I'm going to say for me I'm at a 10 because Jade Cargo CM Punk uh, surprises who comes back whatever I am it's just the product is hot I'm gonna give it a 10 and then we're gonna yeah who what are you guys gonna give it a rating I got I'm gonna give it my excitement level is a 10 I'd say seven and a half eight love it okay thanks Deb I want to take the nine um I'm way more excited than I was I'm not pretty much like how I was last year, but a little bit more excited. I decide I hope that they do show that Trick Williams does come into the ring because I just want to hear them chanting "Whoop that trick!" Oh, especially yes. when he throws someone off of the ring. <laughs> like I just want, I just want to hear the chant. So yeah, um, <laughs> hey, be loud. They, they need a hey, but they, they 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 need Booker on the commentary. Yeah, Booker. Yeah, Booker. So. Yeah, uh, yeah, they need Booker. <laughs> 
I, I don't I don't trust Michael Cole to hit the Mad Libs. <laughs> you don't think he can get it over? Oh yeah, man. You think he put it over? <laughs> love it. I love it. Well, man, I'm so happy that I got to spend some of my time. And as in the thing, me and, and Eloquent talk about this all the time. Where all of us are in our 30s. Um, and look like we're in our teens because we're all beautiful, melanated people. But um, <laughs> but um, life is busy, right? We got so much going on. And, and so to, to spend an hour and some change with all of you, thank you. I really mean it. I appreciate all of you. Awesome. Thanks for having us. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Well, we will double back once Royal Rumble's over. We'll do a post show and um, see who won. Um, I'm probably going to make this time i'm actually probably going to make a belt and we it, we, we need to make a belt at this point uh so okay. that, yeah so let's have that as a running thing and uh, whoever wins this time we'll get the inaugural belt and we'll do it from from every uh prediction show we'll just send it back and forth and i think there'll be a little thing all right like a cardboard belt or like no, a real like leather belt i ain't gonna spend a thousand dollars on a damn day i might spend 200 200 uh-huh. so we'll okay. see yeah, I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see okay. what's the cheapest that looks cool, but don't look. I don't want it to look like it could be cardboard. I want it to be, you know, relatively nice. So we'll see. I think I can. I can get one made for like two hundred bucks. Not nothing too crazy. I think that's my max. I'll probably spend on it. But um. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that'll be fun. A little thing that we do and and go back and forth. But anyway, y'all have a great evening. I appreciate you. The episode will be out, folks, very shortly. And uh, thanks for coming on the wrestling. Uh, podcast the wrestling wild black sports podcast and we are out